This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 4069 for Thursday, the 7th of March, 2024. Today's show is entitled, Passwords and Bitwarden News. It is part of the series Privacy and Security. It is hosted by some guy on the internet and is about 12 minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is, Scotty talks about passwords and Bitwarden. Hello everyone, Scotty here. This is not the oh no news, but I wanted to cover a couple of news stories really quickly because I'm bored and I'm out here at the uh, public library. So first up, let's take a look at Bitwarden. Right now they've got a new autofill option that they're building into web browser, well, the web browser extension. And the autofill option works inside the fields now. So when you click on the field to enter your credentials and you have your Bitwarden password manager logged in through the web extension you know your web browser extension as you click on the credential fields it would then show you the credentials you have for that site right inside the field i guess that's um a more secure way of doing an autofill if some of you would remember we covered a story not too long ago on one of the oh no news episodes of um bitwarden Bitwarden was targeted in that article, but this was an issue with all password managers and using all uh, autofill. So I guess Bitwarden has really focused on this and, you know, done some extensive testing. They said that uh, I got to scratch my ear here. These headphones are itchy. Sorry. Uh, They've done extensive third party penetration testing for this feature, which is great. They put out some new documentation. And overall, it just looks nice. Uh, I mean, if you use a lot of browser extensions and you use Bitwarden, you know, take a look at it. If you like it, you know, do a show, talk about it uh, or or don't because it's <laughs> dealing with dealing with credentials. But at least this is a heads up on new um, new features for one of our beloved open source uh, password managers. So sh- kudos to uh, Bitwarden for that. While we're on the subject of uh, password managers. Let's talk about pass keys just for a little while. And I also want to bring up a show that was done not too long ago on pass on uh, password policies. A lot of the momentum behind pass keys kind of went away. Like I remember when, you know, it was heavy in the news cycle. It was, it was talked about a lot. It's not a new technology, but Google made a lot of headlines and everyone was excited for a little while at least. My question to you guys, the audience, how many of you are actually making use of pass keys and what do you think about it? What's been your experience? Was it difficult to adopt? Are there lots of uh, sites or maybe your workplace, like is your workplace making use of it? Is there anywhere in particular you'd like to see it adopted if it does work pretty well? You know, give us your feedback on it. I, I hadn't touched it. I've been just sticking with what I know so far. Um, I haven't had a whole lot of time to tinker around but maybe maybe I will who knows all right well I got a little bit of time left I want to talk to you guys about a show it was HPR 4070 uh excuse me HPR 4047 change your passwords once in a while it was hosted by Delta Ray first of all I want to say thank you for the show Delta Ray great show 
I love anything security and I like hearing what other people do with their security, you know, how they how they practice it. And I just want to talk a little bit about my own practices with passwords and password rotations. I remember a while back, it was a big thing that they were convincing everyone to rotate your passwords. And a lot of companies were actually making it mandatory. So on certain sites you would go on to, there would be a, uh, a prompt if you had not rotated your password in a while they would force you to do it right you try to log in and authenticate and you could not until you reset your password well they since stopped doing that because people were well complaining and mistakes were made they were just basically reusing the same password and basically um what do you call that that term that they do with passwords like salting it or salting salt and hashing it or whatever that kind of thing just to reuse the password personally in in my own internal policy how i manage my passwords i have levels for my passwords there's a level for let's say the lighter things like social media and maybe some random form like reddit where there's not any payment information or personal information that ties back to me like a home address or anything like that and then there's another level where there may be some sensitive information, but no payment information, that kind of thing. And then there's a, a level that is more secure where you can include things like banks and things of that nature, right? So let's just call that high level all the way down to low level. They actually have different names, but I'm not gonna give you those names. <laughs> so the low level stuff, I don't think I ever change those passwords unless I actually hear like uh, I have a Facebook account and that one is actually a medium level security for me just because I have a lot of family that, you know, they they recognize that as a, an account that I use and they may want to talk to me on there, even though I, I log on like once a year. But the thing I would hate to have happen is for that account to become compromised and then my family members are then made vulnerable due to a compromised account. So that one's a medium security. And when Facebook had that big, uh, what was that, about two years? Well, maybe more than two years ago. A few years ago, they had a, uh, a leak. I went ahead and rotated the uh, credentials for that account. But for most of the low-level stuff, I don't rotate hardly ever unless, you know, again, I hear about a breach. Somebody brings it up and or I read about it. Then I'll go ahead and just rotate those accounts. Now for my high level accounts, things that tie direct, like say for instance, email. Email is a high level one because email is also used for two-factor authentication. I rotate high level accounts often. How often depends on how paranoid I'm feeling at the time. Like I don't actually have a set time, like say for instance, every six months, every nine months, anything like that. What I do is I basically just, you know, if I hear about a big thing happening or I just feel like something's wrong, right? Maybe I tried to log in and it just got weird. Like maybe they did something on the back end because they had a vulnerability or they they may have had a uh, a breach of some sort, but they haven't revealed it yet. So they're working on the back end and it's causing little little issues on my end when I try to log in, you know, I'm noticing these weird things like I thought I deleted that information uh, months ago and suddenly here it is again, almost like somebody just restored from a backup because of malware or something, right? Ransomware. So would I get a feeling like something has happened? 
my paranoia just tells me this is a high level account. Don't fool around. Go ahead, change the credentials. I got YubiKeys attached to most of those kind of things anyways. And, and you know, 2FA to everything that will accept it. Might as well go ahead and rotate the uh, credentials because, you know, the old credentials are randomly generated and they're probably floating around out on a site somewhere. I don't reuse passwords because, you know, obviously that's bad practice. You don't want to do that. And that's just one of the things I go through as far as rotating passwords. Not every single one of them needs to be rotated in, in my own practice. But the high level ones, the moment my paranoia just tells me it's time, then there you go. That's what we do now, because I have multiple password managers. I have to actually set the time aside to do that kind of thing because I have to change them in each of the managers and it's is becoming weirder with me as well because some of the things and if you can hear that noise in the background that's my power inverter i'm sitting in my car recording and i'm charging my phone and laptop and everything while i'm recording so i apologize if you can hear that little buzz from the power inverter in my car okay so the power inverter had me a little distracted just now i'm adding in a third password manager now <laughs> just to kind of test it out because uh, I want something that I can do from the command line. So I'm looking at pass and, you know, it's just P-A-S-S. -S. Um, if you use Linux, you've probably seen it. Uh, very simple, uses GPG. I haven't done a lot with GPG. I've been playing around with like symmetrical ciphers and things to uh, encrypt packages and send them around and, you know, just that kind of stuff. But I haven't done anything as far as email or whatever. One of the things that I'm running into is when I have to send sensitive information to other people, <laughs> people are just, you know, can you just email it? <laughs> That's the th reply they'll have. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm not going to just email it. What are you crazy? Well, we don't have any other way to receive it. Like, it, like, are you serious? You have no other way. And because they're not using encrypted email, even if they were, it's probably encrypted internally. So like if, if I try to send something to them, they're not going to it's not going to work. Let's just put it that way. So in order for me to deliver the package to them safely with my security somewhat upheld, I have to encrypt the package locally. So I, I archive the package usually with a zip because if it's on Windows, they don't they're uh, I, I think Windows recently added support for tar. Uh, that's my car. I had to uh, push the button again so my car doesn't turn off. Um, I'm also sitting in the car. I got my little GLI net router over here at the, at the public library. Uh, I'm already getting super distracted. Anyway, uh, I have to encrypt the package locally. It's normally a zip archive. I archive the package, uh, encrypt it locally, send it to them. And then over the phone, I tell them what the key is to unlock it. And I use a decent key, right? I use a passphrase for the, the key for the file. So that way they can hopefully get into it fairly easily, <laughs> you know. Um, so far that has worked. I I really don't like doing it this way, but this is just what I have at the moment. I really got to get another uh, public next cloud uh, set up. It's just that I don't have time to really manage it and go through the logs and everything to make sure that I'm not being owned so I don't feel safe just leaving something like that up. It, it just I'm on the road a little too much and it's too hard for me to do anything at the moment. The, the third password manager, I want it to be used mostly for these type of files whenever I need to, you know, 
encrypt the package and then send that package usually through email and insecure uh, transmission at least the package itself will be secure enough i still want to manage those credentials and and hold on to them for some time those will not be rotated obviously because it's just a file but i like to at least you know keep track of it so that's just a little bit about my own password security at the moment um <laughs> enough about that thank you for the show delta ray fantastic show i appreciate it i know i ran all oh, crap and it's starting to rain all right gotta go <laughs> gotta go catch you guys in the next episode listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.